up watching it, ignoring sleep, and I just watched it all night until the morning. Well, the big part of the day, ultimately it looked like, you know, Drew guys was going to get these two centers, and we, we saw it, and, and it, it did happen. And then a big part of the day seemed pretty, pretty simple. We've been talking about this for a couple of weeks. The Trump administration has 60 lawsuits, 60 judges have, have, have thwarted them and told them, no, you don't have a case. There's no evidence that you provided. They haven't provided evidence. They, they can't because there is not a vote of fraud. And so this was just going to be a pretty perfunctory ministerial United States Congress joint session was going to come together and just going to ordain what the people had already said. Well, Trump for weeks now has planned a big rally telling people to come up he was going to talk to him in the midst of his what i call screaming fire in a theater he says we're going to walk over to the capitol you had rudy giuliani suggesting that people fight and like fight combat he said combat and you had ted cruz on so many levels, we need a whole show on this guy who, pardon my language, but this cuckold, this man, Donald Trump talked about this man's wife. I don't care if you talked about my baby mama. I'm coming after you. You did that. And now you, Ted Cruz said he represented Donald Trump before the United States Supreme Court. And he was one of the six, six uh, senators that that voted to to object to the seating today even though it was 93 to 6 ultimately well this goes on and by this time i'm at work and i've turned it off and i start listening to the loneliest month and then my text messages just kept ringing on my phone bing, bing. oh man i'm too busy on my watch so i looked at my watch and i'm getting text messages from my fraternity brothers and i was like i know we're not still talking about january 5th and j5 and it was no what's going on on TV? I was like, man, they're just voting. The man having a rally, forget him. And and I'm looking, and I was like, let me turn on the TV. I turned on the TV, and our country had to send it into third world chaos. Our country had to send it into third world chaos, whereas to a group of armed terrorists, Insurrectionist, insurrectionist had had entered the people's house, the United States Capitol, built by free labor by my ancestors in this land, and they had went and broken into the United States Capitol. The police they broke the barricades that that blocked them off trump denied on the upon the request it was already stated that the national guard was going to be there the mayor of of dc she's this african-american lady said she had told all of her the the citizens of dc to stay home don't counter protest these people let them have their freedom of speech rally and then after that when she said the national guard would be activated well, DC's not a state, so she does is not the commander in chief of the DC National Guard. That's reserved to the Pentagon, the Secretary of State, designating it to the Army, and the the, the Department of the Army, the 
And the president of the United States called off the National Guard, would not let the National Guard come and be there to protect him. He called him off. He called him off. All that was there was the, the Capitol Police. The Capitol Police, not Metro Washington District of Columbia Police, but just the Capitol Building Police. They tried their best to hold it down. There's, there's a, a video of an African-American male who, police officer, Capitol Police officer, he has his gun on his hip. What was disgusting to me is he actually pulled out his billy club because he didn't want to resort to violence on these people. And they overran him. He's running from them with a gun on his hip and a stick in his hand. The lead element of this terroristic cell entered the United States Capitol building, overrunning the police as if the police had ushered them in. Our Congress people had one job to do today. They had a job to simply ministerially ratify President-elect Joe Biden's victory. The people had already spoken. And you had a senator who's currently the youngest, Ossoff is gonna replace him, Josh Howley from Missouri. And today his newspaper, his home newspaper said, he is a traitor, committed treason today. Right before all of these monsters entered the United States Capitol, Josh Howley, Joshua David Howley raised his fists in solidarity to them as if he was saying some sort of freedom fighter, as if he was saying we're being so oppressed. He's a 41-year-old law school graduate who today on the congressional floor on the, in the Senate chamber that jerker said that he said, irregardless, maybe he should go to an HBCU. This, this is because we don't get to use words like irregardless. He learned that at Yale Law School, no doubt. In the scenes playing out today in real time, I, I couldn't stop watching it. I, I couldn't stop communicating about it. I, I'm talking with other African-Americans and we always try to find a bit of levity in all situations. One person, uh, Douglas Robinson, he posted a comment saying, what are some things that were more secure today than the US Capitol? And people would, you know, jump in on the, on the gag and start saying things like, you know, using a Cheeto to secure the door latch is, is, is safer than the US Capitol. People were saying, uh, 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 your boy's passcode to his phone is more secure than the U.S. Capitol building. Anything we found, you know, that, that extra plate of potato salad, your auntie's potato salad at a, at a Thanksgiving dinner is more secure with that foil on that plate than the U.S. Capitol. And one of the things that, that came from that was so important that we watched our U.S. Congress, Senate and House of Representatives being laid on the floor, crawling and running and crawling in cubby holes, fearing for their life, building barricades into corners while monsters, monsters, Dr. Tarver, roamed the United States Capitol Rotunda. They walked around 
one monster even start taking these these amazing historic relics off the wall, put it, donned it like he was some sort of weird Viking. One broke into Nancy, the, the speaker of the house's office. His feet up on her desk, no, not knowing what kind of savagery that he's done with our, our national security. There's all, probably all kinds of uh, top secret stuff that she had in her office that this monster has violated that. One of these monsters even sat in the seat in which the president of the Senate, the vice president of the United States, was supposed to perform this ministerial duty. They were all rushed out of there and taken to Fort McNair, Washington, which sits on a hill. It's an army base that sits on a hill by the Iwo Jima, if you've ever been to DC and you see Iwo Jima monument, and you, uh, it's right on the outside of uh, Arlington National City. Uh, cemeteries like Crystal City. It's on a big, beautiful hill. And they were all ushered over to Fort McNair uh, and, and Fort McNair in order to, to make these, 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 it's a DC uh, army base that, that they all ushered all these congressmen to. The thing that gets me about this violence is that the world thought, well, we got them. America has descended into chaos. America has descended into chaos. The, the ones who love Trump love him so much, they'll do it at the demise of America. This is the first republic that was created, even though Lord knows it's nowhere near perfect. Even though that this, this, republic, this Republican experiment that we've created is nowhere near pub, uh, perfect. This experiment was the first constitutional, the first republic created since the fall of the Roman Empire. The first Republican government created, democratic elected republic, first one created since the Roman era with the oldest current living democracy on earth. And these thugs wanted to descend into chaos. It was amazing that today is the, the anniversary, January 6th is the anniversary of us using force to kill an Iranian general. So Iran vowed to attack America today. They said they were going to fly, a message was caught, uh, caught um, by air traffic controllers where Iran had said that they were going to fly a plane into the U.S. Capitol today. So while we were looking up, they got us under. They used internet, they used Twitter, they used all of these social media sites and they organized and planned right in our face at the beck and call of the monster in chief. Donald Trump today ordained along with Ted Cruz and Josh David, Joshua David Howley from Missouri, they ordained a terrorist attack on America and didn't even have the gall to go in there and fight with their comrades. We don't have to fear Russia. We have to fear Rudy Giuliani. We have to fear 
Joshua David Howley. We have to fear Ted Cruz, a man who would defend a man who talked about his wife like a dog. That's who we have to be fearful of. But Russia's still at a loss. China's still at a loss. Iran's still at a loss because tonight they came back and they voted and they agreed to move past this. Now there's work to do. Dr. Tarver, I believe that our country needs, we can't wait two more weeks with this man in office. We have to impeach Donald Trump today, post haste. We'd have to do it right now. And I know this show ain't about that, but there's too many people hurting and reeling and crying. What do our kids, my question to you, is what do we tell our youth? If we got a 17-year-old right now who's considering running for Congress when he's 33, a college kid who may be running for Congress five to 10 years from now, what do we tell them when we saw today that if good men do nothing, if we sit idly by, a monster will raise up like Hitler and now Trump. What do we tell our youth about the events that occurred today? I think we tell our youth not to be distracted because that's what I feel like today was. I feel like today was a distraction to take away from uh, two senators being victorious who were Democrat, to take away from the hard work of Stacey Abrams and a team of other people who registered 800,000 uh, Georgians to vote. I, I mean, I, I really, uh, I respect your passion uh, and your desire to get Trump out of office. I don't really think that's the priority that our children need to be focusing on. Um, their focus needs to be making sure that there's not voter suppression laws in place. Their focus needs to be when it comes time for them to be able to cast their vote, that they choose in, informed um, people to, to be able to, to vote for, because I think that's ultimately how Trump got in office. So we weren't informed voters uh, for those of us who voted for him. Um, though that, that group of people now has a lot of regret because what they did is they got caught up in the rhetoric and they didn't look at the plan. We've been talking a lot about having a plan, having a timeline, um, being able to have that effective leadership. Trump didn't have all of those things. Trump had uh, a lot of deals that he made with people. He had money um, and, and he had power and that is why he was elected. And so that goes to show when you elect someone who is not qualified, then these are the results you're gonna get. So that's what we talk to our kids about, making sure that when you vote for people, you don't get caught up in what they're saying. You don't get caught up in the hype of, of who they pretend to be. You actually do your work, do your due diligence, do your research and make sure you understand who this person has been in terms of their decision-making and leadership, who they have been in terms of how they've um, run corporations and companies, who they have been in terms of them uh, being uh, bosses of people, how they how they dealt with their employees, what kind of benefits that they provide. So that's, that's what we tell, we don't get distracted by this temper tantrum that someone is throwing because they refuse to accept the reality that they were not chosen this time. And, and I think that's what ends up happening is we tell the wrong story. So the story doesn't need to be about, about the disrespect that occurred at the Capitol today. The story needs to be about Reverend Warnock 
and John Ossoff and Stacey Abrams and the, the people who are going to make sure that we deal with food insecurities and the people that make sure that we deal with disparities in insurance and healthcare and the people that make sure that we're able to get vaccines when we need them and the people that are able to make sure that our schools have adequate resources and funding. So that's the narrative that we need to be talking to our children about. Yeah, I, I couldn't have said it better myself. I think uh, I think that is the proper narrative and I am gonna be passionate about it because after serving in this country, this military for, you know, in three different decades, 23 years, I was able to go all over the world. And as I traveled the world, can you hear me? Yeah, as I traveled the world, I found it fascinating that these were the expectations that I'd always had for third world, developing nations, emerging nations, that they would descend in this kind of chaos. I was always taught that our country could outlive any president because the concept of limited terms, two terms, or we, you, we limit you to one term, the renewable condition of a four year plus a four year. It's almost preposterous to have someone who believed that they could, they could just break the constitution. But this has been an ever inching and inching and everybody's making excuse for him. And oh, there's not a big deal. He literally denied protection. He blocked, he, he was blocked by Facebook and Twitter on the, after the attack had already happened. He had been calling for this attack and you have been giving him a platform to do it. I think we also have to tell our kids, sometimes you have to pop a bully in the face because that's the only way that you're gonna be able to change it. If everybody is around you ordaining what the bully is doing, is every if everybody around you is saying, well, it'll be over soon. Well, he don't have a chance in overturning election. Well, what is he gonna do? Bum rush the place? Yes, yes. He never cared about rules and laws. And I know we gotta tell our kids that they have to look at this, study the person you're voting for, be an informed voter. I agree with you on that. But at a certain point, we cannot descend into chaos and we cannot let this go unchecked. He has, he did not win today. Justice carried the day. The power is, all of his power is gone. Following him, let them all off a cliff and we have to keep them off of this cliff. We gotta turn other states blue that wanna turn blue. There's a lot of, lot of good, uh, people that are voting Republican who don't want to do that no more. They know that these people don't care about them. Only reason Donald Trump wanted to give people $2,000 was so he can get give people enough money to come up there to D.C. and show out like they did today. That's why he was in a rush. He never cared about these poor people. He still doesn't. He was hoping that if he gave them $2,000, that more of them could come to D.C. and to descend into chaos. To descend into chaos. My country bears a bee is this. My country tears a bee is this. That our country, had this been African Americans, maybe eight of them, with a couple of rocks in their pocket, 
we would have sent tanks driving down Constitution and Pennsylvania Avenue. We would have sent the 82nd Airborne and they would have descended on these people like they did and, and went just for Trump to cross the street to hold a Bible upside down and take a picture. The chairman of the Joint Chiefs Staff didn't do nothing today. This makeshift acting Secretary of Defense didn't do nothing today. All of our leaders sat idly by while these monsters attacked, terroristically bullied and attacked. So now everybody knows that you can attack America at the United States Congress. Article one gives them those powers that they had. And in one article I read that Vice President uh, uh, um, what's whatever his name Pence he ordered the National Guard ultimately ordered the Pentagon to send the National Guard in to help now I don't know if you know the Constitution like I know it but article 2 of the Constitution is where the president and the vice president get their powers article 2 of the president of, of the Constitution makes the president of the United States the commander-in-chief Article two of the Constitution doesn't give the vice president the power to tell you where to park your car. He has zero powers but for being the president of the Senate and allowed to cast the tie vote on a 50-50 Senate uh, vote. That's the sum of it. He don't even get the pardon of Turkey. He has zero powers but those two. That's it. So if he ordered the, the, the Pentagon to do anything, this whole thing has been a coup d'etat. This whole thing has been a coup d'etat. And I'm gonna leave you on this, Dr. Tarver. I was able to watch General Russell Honoré today on CNBC, and it was discussing this chaos. And, and, and General Russell Honoré, just to be you know truth and transparent, He's a mentor to me, a hero to me. He promoted me to captain at Fort Gillum. I mean, he came to uh, uh, my job and actually, you know, we went to Fort Gillum in Atlanta, Georgia, and he promoted me there to captain when I was a commander at the airport. And he said today on CNBC, General Honore said that this is unheard of, that this is shocking. It shocks the culture and that soldiers need to be there protecting our country from descending into chaos. And he ended with this. He says, Donald Trump has got to get out of town. The 25th Amendment has got to be put into place. And he says, Donald Trump's got to get out of town. You can't wait any longer. We've done all the waiting, done all the vacillating, did all the hand wrangling, but no more. Not even two more weeks, this guy's got to go. Those are the words of the great General uh, Russell Honore. Uh, and then, and I wanna just tell you, Dr. Tarver, I'm so proud for Georgia. And I know this ends our show, but thank you so much uh, for another great episode of In Our Own Defense Podcast. I'll toss the last words to you and I'll close this out. Well, I absolutely would like to end on that piece. I would like to end on the fact that, that Georgia showed what happens when, because there's a lot of different ways to stand up to a bully. Um, and yes, sometimes we do have to fight. And today at the Capitol, um, people should have been arrested and they shouldn't have been allowed to even enter to get into the facility in the way that they did. Nobody's gonna disagree with that. Um, and because that did not happen, then it made a mockery 
of what the capital represents for us. And, and mm -hmm. y'all know that had those people been of a different ethnicity, um, a different faith background, um, mm. then they would even a, a, a different um, sexual orientation, they would have been treated very differently. Mm -hmm. And it's important that when we have leaders, um, when we elect our leaders, we choose people who are going to be swift and decisive and, and follow the rule of the law, the letter of the law. And that didn't happen today. And that unfortunately is a miscarriage of justice and it sends a very mixed signal to people about what's acceptable. Um, but I do know the leadership that is coming into place, whether um, that is a beneficial or not official, would not tolerate that. And that's something that is going to die with this presidency as it should. Um, but I will say that we also are capable of getting it right. And Georgia got it right. Mm. And so, um, sometimes we have to go through failure. Sometimes we have to not get a chance to have access right when we deserve it in order for us to rise up um, and be the, the, the great eagles and the phoenixes that we are. And that's what happened in Georgia today. And I couldn't be more proud. And uh, neither can I. I am. I agree with you 100%. I am proud of Georgia. I'm proud of you all. I'm proud of all of, of Georgia that came together to get this done. I'm proud of leadership that stood up to this uh, occupant of the 1600 Pennsylvania. And so this concludes this episode of In Our Own Defense Podcast. We've been your host, Attorney A.D. Winters and Dr. Dolores Tarver. So if you want to find out more about our show, find us on all social media, In Our Own Defense on Instagram, Gmail, YouTube, uh, Facebook. Just hit us up. Uh, this show will be going up tonight. So we thank you so much and have a great day.